Father, for what you're doing in each one of us. The unique work. What you're establishing of your kingdom in each life that stands in this room, that each life that is represented by our family here and beyond. Your faithfulness that is established in us as we allow our roots to grow deeper and we say yes to you and embrace your beautiful invitation of life. We say yes to you for this morning. blessing over all that you want to do in us because it will be through us in the generations and times to come. Amen. We'll take a seat. We will be going back into worship later, but uh, we want to make room for Kathy to come and share with us. I love what God is doing here in the Myrtle Beach area. Um, some of you may not be fully aware, but one of the things that we've really embraced as a value here at Catch the Fire is collaboration with the family of God around the area. And that's growing organically. It's growing slowly, but it is growing. And uh, just like a little baby, I guess, you know, you can't always tell right in the early days that there's a baby coming. But God is at work in collaboration between church families. And so we've got this collaboration at this point with uh, Ignite Church and with Ignited Ministries and, and Friends of Tyrannus or Tyrannus or however you pronounce it. We always have this joke that we don't know how to pronounce it, along with Open Heaven Ministries. And then God is gradually adding others to that mix. Some of you are aware of One Reach, who use our building on a Sunday and also during the week sometimes we're building a collaboration with them as well. God is up to something as we seek to each be uniquely who God made us to be, because that's our other value. For you who call this church family your church family home, we want you to be who God wants you to be. We don't want to make you into anything other than what God wants for you. And that's why there's always a freedom here to grow in God. And I want you to be expecting God to speak to you uniquely this morning. So this lady here, as well as Charity, who uh, we had the privilege of having speak Sunday morning last time they were here, these two are kind of like the secret ingredient in the recipe. Do you ever have a favorite recipe and then you kind of throw cranberries in it occasionally, that kind of thing, and it's like, oh, this is different, this is great. Jane and I have got several recipes like that where we're just going to add a little spice in or a little fruit or something. Well, Kathy represents the spice and the fruit in the recipe of what God is doing. We don't get to keep her all the time yet, but we're working on it and praying on it, and we get her back as often as we can. No pressure. <laughs> But Kathy brings a wonderful uh, impartation of God's life to each of us. So I want you to open your hearts. I want to put your hands together. Let's welcome Kathy Campbell. That was very nice. Have fun until your mind tells you you've got to leave. Okay. All right. And, and Julie's got a plan to let me know. When I get going, sometimes um, I don't hear or see anything. But she, so if she gets a little loud, you'll understand, right? 
Um, and it is, I just want to say, it's a joy to be here this morning. I had no idea who was in this church or who's a part of it. And so I was looking forward to coming. I thought, this is actually, this is fun. And I felt such a rich anointing when we were here the other night. Um, and so I commend you and what you're building and planting, establishing here um, and I did come with a word that I felt like the Lord gave me for you all, and I had a dream last night, so um, I also want you to know we kind of, um, I got called, I think it was in July, to come and work in the D.C. area, and so everything's kind of a little different for us in our scheduling, and so today ended up being where we have to take off rather quickly, and, um, and so you'll, you're very gracious, um, I want to say, Ira, like, uh, I, when you walked into the room, um, I, I, real, I looked over at you and I thought, when did you come in? Where did you, where, where did you come from? And, and I feel like that was almost a prophetic um, sign that people are going to say, where did you come from? And um, wh where, when did you get here? And then when you began to play, I was like, whoa, like you've got a gift inside of you. I really felt the stirring of God for you, Ira, as you were in there that, you know, Paul said, uh, the apostle Paul in the new Testament would say to my true son, Timothy. And I really felt like you're a true son and the Lord has put in you an understanding of things that's beyond your years. It's not just, you know, you've, um, as a young person, and I can say at my age, I've experienced a whole lot that I believe, you know, because of what I've experienced, there's a wisdom that comes with some of those experiences. However, God has given you a wisdom beyond your years where you're going to be able to speak the wisdom of God into situations and into people's individual lives that's going to bring about the change that's needed within them. And so I see you running, 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 running with the word of God on your lips. And there is a, a fire that's going to rest in you um, and God is going to stir that fire more and more. You're not going to be able to contain. Remember what the prophet said. It's like a fire shut up in my bones. I couldn't contain it. It's like a bursting forth of the word of the Lord in your life. And so there's evangelism in you, like you're going to be able to bring people into the kingdom. But there's also a prophetic side of you. You know how to get into the flow of the river and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And so these are great days. And if there's one thing that I would say to you at this time in your life is do not look back. Don't look at where you've come from, but you keep moving forward and Stay the course. Just stay the course. And everybody said yeah. <laughs> amen. All right. <clears throat> uh, somebody said that was a good word. Thank you. That's, it's a very good word. Okay. All right. Sometimes I want to say that, um, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about this in a minute, Ira, and, and I'm going to pray that God does something in you um, because there's a high call that's on your life. And, and it's not a small thing of what God's calling you to do. When I had the word of the Lord come to me at the age of 15 and call me when I was alone in my bedroom 
and literally traveled the world all night long in visions and preaching and prophesying to people, I had no idea what was happening. I didn't understand it. I didn't know about the Holy Spirit. I had heard the Holy Spirit, but not as a person or as the teacher in my life. And then the word of the Lord came um, years later about my calling and standing where I would be standing and ministering to who I would be ministering to. I kept thinking they can't be hearing God because I was just a poor farm girl. <laughs> and Julie can tell you, she's my sister. I mean, I, I know how we grew up. And to think that God would one day put me in the place of standing before a president and releasing the word of the Lord was beyond what I thought God could ever do with me. There's so much more that God wants to do through you. And so what I'm going to share this morning, I believe, is part of the key of God helping you to stay the course. All right. All right. It's not just for you. How many know we can all grab hold? Yes. The guy back there with the beard, what's your name, bud? Chris. Um, Chris, you have a real tenderness and a compassion in your heart. You love the Lord with all of your heart. You really love God. Some people don't know how deep God's gone in you. They don't always understand what it is that God has done in your life, but he is establishing you as one who will stand in a place of integrity where you could take people. You could take, you could take, you could take, you could take, but that's not in your heart. You want to be one who works the works of God and does things the right way. You don't want to just kind of do a half job. You want to do the whole job and you want it done rightly. And it bothers you when somebody wants to cut a corner here and there. You want things done in a right way. And the Lord says, I'm bringing honor to you and I'm going to expand your portfolio and I'm going to expand the place of even influence that you have contracts are going to come to you. Like contracts are just going to come flying at you. You're going to have to pray about which contract do I pick up? Which contract do I let go of? And God will give you the wisdom to know who is going to work with you because some that work with you don't know how to work. And some are not willing to be trained to learn how to work. But there are some that God says when they come to you, they don't know how to work. But there is a willingness in them to learn how to work. And I'm going to give you the Father's heart to see the potential that's in the ones that I'm bringing to you. God bless you, Mr. Chris. You're a good man. Um, um, okay, so here's what I felt for Catch the Fire and I'm going to just submit this to you folks, and you take it. And if it's not the word of the Lord, you know you know what to do with it, right? You just flush it. <laughs> but I, I, I was um, asking the Lord, I like to ask the Lord as I go into, especially into new places, what is, what is the, like that main thrust that you've given to this house um, to work in the kingdom? And it's in Malachi, and it's Malachi 4, um, where God says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet 
before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. And, and so it's, I, I really felt like you're going to be ones that God is going to use in the whole region to help to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers to the children, which means God's going to give you fathers. He's going to add to you those that know how to father, but he's also going to give you the sons and daughters that need the fathers. And so there's a working. It's interesting as I thought about it during the night. I was awakened early this morning. I was thinking, you know, there's uh, two people in the Bible that didn't die. Elijah was one of them. And Jesus said that John came in the spirit of Elijah. Now, John said he wasn't Elijah, but Jesus said, yes, he came in the spirit of Elijah. I see that same spirit resting on this house. And the, uh, the other person that didn't die was Enoch. All right, those are the two that we have. I used to say um, to my husband, I want to be like Enoch and walk with God and just be no more. And he said, don't say that. Stop that. I don't want you to walk with God and be no more. <laughs> and then what did he do? He left before me, right? <laughs> but I feel like there is something so prophetic. Now, I haven't spent a lot of time with you folks, but I love you to pieces. And honestly, I, I really believe that there is an outpouring of the Spirit coming, and there's going to be an influx. The harvest is going to come in. And one of the things I used to do at past revival meetings is I would find where the keyboard was in the service, and I would lay at the right there. I would just be laid out as worship was playing. And, and I said the other night when I saw you, I feel like we're going to be drinking buddies. There is something, you know, do you remember that I, w I was drinking down at Joel's place? Did you ever sing that one, right? <laughs> I remember that. Um, there are times of refreshing that are coming, but it's not just a refreshing. It is a movement, and God has rightly positioned you. He is going to expand, expand, expand. This is going to be too small, too small, too small. There is expansion. Now, how many of you know that when God comes, um, he, we, we have all different ideas, of what it's going to look like. And we usually, you know, we have our own standard, how God has used us, how he's talked with us, how he's worked with us. And we kind of use that as our standard. But, you know, God can come and do whatever he wants to do. We say that, right? Well, there was a time where I just thought, you know what? Um, we don't need a building to meet in. And we don't. But, you know, God still works through buildings, he still works through land. There's something about land, and God is going to speak to you more and more about land. So I'm going to just release that to you, and there's going to be a greater revelation and understanding that I believe will come. The other scripture that I had for you, and I'm going to try and do this fast, is in Isaiah 43. Um, and I almost went there this weekend, and then I realized in early this morning um, that this is what I was supposed to do. And so, Ira, I want you to really listen. And if you take notes, take notes. Um, I am a note taker. How many of you take notes? It's a good thing. You know what I've said many times? I'll get in places and I'll teach, and somebody will say, that was an awesome teaching. And I'll think, you know, I don't even know where I got it from, but it was probably sitting and taking notes somewhere along the way, 
right? Because we pick up, but when you write it down, there's something that helps to reinforce. It does. You see it. You write it down on paper. I know we have phones and technology today, but there is something about having the paper of the word open in front of you. (laughs) Yes. I hope I'm not killing somebody's sacred cow here, but... Um, and I love technology. I'm glad for it. But um, the girl in the green, um, yeah, what's your name, hun? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Um, you know, the Spirit of God has called you out. And you know that it's not just, you know, you're not just another number. But there is a uniqueness within you. And Peter said this, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, right? That what you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I see you as a high praiser. I mean, you are worshiping, you are praising God, and nobody's going to be able to stop you. It's like when the music starts, your body begins to respond to the music, and the Lord loves your worship, and he loves the way that you give yourself to him. And you remember this, you first belong to him. All distractions, anything that would take you away from the presence of the Lord just cut off do away with and run hard after God you hear me because you're going to preach my dear there is a preacher grace within you and God is stirring that up Uh, one of the things that I tell people when you meet I have had the privilege of walking with some pretty cool people Um, in my life and meeting cool people. And so when I meet them um, and I go to shake their hand, can I have your hand, ma'am? What's your name? Monique, you're beautiful. You've got warm hands. (laughs) You've got very warm hands. So when I shake their hand, I just don't shake their hand and say, nice to meet you. I pull on the anointing that's in them, and I say, God, I want what's in them. I want it on me. I want it in my life. I pull. Now, I don't tell them that. (laughs) I just pull on them. (laughs) When you see the anointing, God wants you to pull on that anointing. Do you hear me? Pull on the anointing and get hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. And some are going to think you're off your rocker. Have you heard that phrase before? Like you have lost your mind. Exactly. He wants you to lose your mind. He wants you in your spirit. Not that you, you're, you know, we put, we don't check our brains out at the door, right? No, he's given us a mind to think. But the natural man cannot comprehend the things of the spirit. And so you are a spirit girl. All right. All right. So here, um, Isaiah uh, 43 says, but now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. 
For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. All right, so I want to first say this. Ira, are you listening to me? Okay, and um, what was your name back here in the green again? Elizabeth. That's a good name, Elizabeth. Yeah, there was an Elizabeth in the Bible. Yes. You know, one of the things that it says about Elizabeth is that she was righteous before God. Yeah, I, I love what God talks about her. Anyways, he first says, O Jacob, then O Israel, because Jacob is born in the natural. Israel is spiritual. There's a forming that's taking place. God is forming something. And so we need to understand, and this is the kind of prophetic word that none of us want, but we're all going to pass through tests and trials, every one of us in this room. He said, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they're not going to overflow you. When you walk through the fire, and one of the things that I appreciate is he puts us through water twice. He soaks us so that when we walk through the fire, it's a little bit less. Of a trial, right? And he didn't say if you walk through or if you pass through. He said when you walk through. One of the things that I love about the Apostle Paul, when he has this encounter, God sends a man named Ananias to him. Remember, Paul was going and dragging people out of their homes, and they, Christians were being killed in that day. And we haven't, you know, come to that in America. Other nations have experienced it. And if you saw on the news today, a whole group of missionaries in Haiti was just taken by the gangs down there, kidnapped. We need to pray protection over them. And I do, Lord, I ask for those missionaries right now in Haiti that they would stay strong in faith. That's what the disciples would say. Pray for boldness for us. Lord, we pray that you would let them know you're with them right now, that your presence and the angels would be on assignment with them. And we ask for your mercy and deliverance in Jesus' name. Well, um, anyways, the Apostle Paul was killing people and dragging them out of their homes, and now he has this encounter. And he's blind for three days, doesn't eat anything, and God tells a man named Ananias, I want you to go to him. Who would want to sign up and go to somebody who's terrorizing? Like, I, I wouldn't sign up for that one, <laughs> right? But Ananias does it. But the thing that God tells Ananias is he is a chosen vessel of mine. I love that. He's a chosen. Do you know we are chosen? I think I just gave you that. That's not only for you. That's for all of us. We are a chosen generation. But God is personally speaking it to you today. You are a chosen. I am a chosen generation, right? But then he goes on to say this. You're going to show him all the things that he must suffer. Oh, now you want that word? That's another one, right? <laughs> well, I believe that God is preparing all of us for the outpouring that's coming. And there's going to be the hearts of the fathers that are going to be turned to the children and the children to the fathers. That is a commissioning, a mandate from God because the spirit of Elijah rests here. And if you've got the spirit of Elijah... 
I, I don't know about you, but Elijah came to a point where um, God had enough of all the idolatry, and he said, let's put on a show, Elijah. Let's do it. I look forward to that day when God says, all right, enough is enough. Let's challenge. I actually, I had a prophetic word one time through a prophet early on when I first started ministering. He said, there's a day coming, Kathy, when you are going to be standing in a high place and you are going to challenge a prophet's of Baal. I had no idea at that point how God was about to open up some doors. But he's opening up doors, and I know we're coming close to one of the greatest showdowns in history. God is going to show himself strong, but it doesn't mean we're not going to go through some tough stuff. There's some tests and there's some trials that we're going to walk through. But you, what, what do you do in the midst of the trial? God says, I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I can tell you that when my husband passed away, I went through a season. We were married 37 years. He was my best friend, and um, he's the one that put me in ministry. I went through a time where I did not want to hear again the song, You're a Good, Good Father, because I said, you took him. You're not good. You talked to God that way? I did. I did. I've repented. I have. Because he's good. We say he's good all the time. All the time God is good. Well, I'll tell you, when you walk through a difficulty, it doesn't feel like he's so good. But you know what it is, is the scriptures will hold you through the difficulties. And many times the Psalms will be the strength you need to get through. Hun, you've come through a whole lot of stuff. What is your name? Jamie. Jamie, it's like you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. I see knives in your back. You have been stabbed by people. Words have been spoken over you. And I see God just taking those knives out of you and bringing a healing into your heart. It's like once and for all, God says, I'm drawing the line over your life, and the enemy cannot have your mind. The enemy has tried to control right here, up here, but God says, I'm doing a work of healing deep on the inside of you, and you're going to know the power of the Most High rest in your life, and God is very active restoring the joy of your salvation. And so there's going to be a whole new joy. Watch out, because you might find yourself caught up in laughter in joy because of what God is doing in you and through you and for you because he is for you. He's not against you. He is a lover of your soul. And he said, I will complete the good work that I've begun in you. And so it's a whole new day that's dawning over your life. People are actually going to say, are you the same person I met a year ago? You don't even look the same. Something has changed about you, and your testimony is going to touch many women that need to be delivered and freed of stuff of past days. And God said, I'm going to put the pieces back together for you. I'm going to cause things to begin to work and to fit together, and you're going to know that I love you with an everlasting Love. All right. 
So, Ira, I'm kind of picking on you a little bit today. Um, you're going to face some stuff. And I can tell you in all the years, <laughs> I've faced more stuff in these past five years than I ever thought somebody could bear. But you know what gets me through? I think of like the missionaries right down in Haiti. I think I'm not being held captive by a gang. I think of Christians over in Uganda that have been slaughtered. And I remember people who have it much harder than I have it. And it takes me out of that trap that the enemy wants me to feel. All this negative stuff that's happening to me. You remember this. God wants you. He's called you. He's chosen you. And he's going to pull you forward. You're going to be seen and you're going to be known. People are going to hear what's on the inside of you. And so go out into the highways. Go out. Go out, go out, and compel ones to come into the kingdom. Uh, and also, I don't know if you've ever traveled um, at all, and now I know things are kind of crazy with the pandemic, and who knows what's up or what's down anymore, right? But I do see a passport in your hand, and the Lord sending you. Now, we were just having a conversation um, you know, Jesus said you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you'll be witnesses to me in Judea and Jerusalem and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth, right? It's like there's a place right here that God's going to use you. And I used to think when I had words about being called to the nations that it meant I had to travel to all those nations, right? Um, but there's nations everywhere you go. No matter, I'm, even when I've traveled international, there's people of other nations in that nation, right? So I may go to Jamaica, but there's people of all different nations that are there. There's people of nations right here. Um, and so if I could say one, like, I don't know you. I have no idea where you even came from. All I know is I looked and you were in this room. I feel like you got to stick close to leaders, the leaders in your life. Just stick close to them. Be the true son in the faith. Don't shipwreck. All right. Well, that was kind of a short message. I just want to do some ministry because we don't have a whole lot of time this morning. So is that all right with you all? And I know you've probably all had prophetic ministry here. I can kind of tell that you have. One thing that I know, never despise prophesying. Don't, don't do it. As much as you get it, I don't ever ever, ever want to grow tired of hearing God speak to me, but treasure it. And there are times that, you know, when I begin to prophesy to somebody, I could prophesy a book for real. You know why? Other people, it's short, because I go short doesn't mean this, but sometimes the reason you can prophesy such like that is because there's a hunger in the person. There's expectation. Like Elizabeth, she's pulling it out of me today. I feel it. There's a, a pulling, a drawing on the anointing. Why? Because she wants it, right? She wants more of God. She doesn't even know what she's asking for. You have no idea what you're asking for. But God is putting those desires in you, right? The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will grant 
to you the desires of your heart. As you're delighting yourself in God, he puts desires in you. So they're actually God's desires. Like for me, my husband, when he was here, he loved politics. Is that crazy? Like he loved politics and he loved guns. So every service, he would weave politics and guns into his message. Every service. I mean, that was kind of like the thing. of, And and people still kind of laugh about it, right? I didn't care about politics. I didn't care about government. But what has God spoken to me many times? You will stand before leaders of nations and stand before governments and minister my word. Now I'm loving the fact that I get to minister to people that are in those kind of places. Why? Some people would say, well, when I first got invited over to Trump Towers and then I was invited to the White House, there were people that got angry because they said, why would you be excited about an invitation to go into that place? Because they don't like the person. How how many of you know, I I sure hope, I sure hope we grow up beyond this stuff. And we realize what a privilege, what an honor. And I, I looked at them, and you know what I said? If Barack Obama or Bill Clinton invited me into the White House, I would be just as thrilled. I'm asking God for an audience with the president right now that needs to hear the word of the Lord. I'm asking God, wouldn't it be cool if I got to sit down with Nancy Pelosi and God began to read her meow, right? Right? It's time we lay aside our judgments and we all think we don't have them, but we do. And if a certain name is mentioned, well, you, should, you, don't, you shouldn't go there. I mean, that's a bad person. I'm thankful that God called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And we need to love the way that God loves. And if there's one thing I feel like God's going to entrust many of the sons and the fathers to you is because you love you love deeply. All right, so are you ready? I'm going to try and kick it into gear. We have about 20 minutes, and then I have to run out the door. Um, but it. thank you. Thank you. Oh, I love you guys. Like, you're so fun. They're so relaxed. You know, It's like, oh. We went to their house one night last time I was here, and I thought, oh, that was so fun. Like, I liked it. I liked hanging with you guys. Yeah, fun, fun, fun. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. Yeah. They, you're right. I forgot about that. The food was great. I can't remember what you fixed that night, but it was so good. What was it? Was it honey garlic chicken? It was? James says it was, so yes. So it was. The wife's always right, right? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) My husband used to say, if you want a happy life, you keep a happy wife. (laughs) All right. Well, um, the girl standing back here with the baby, you got glasses on your head. What's your name, hon? Alina? Alina, all right. Um, Alina, I see you juggling a whole lot of things, and I know you're watching over a baby. I have no idea if this baby's yours or not, but I do see you with a lot of responsibilities, and at times the weight of it seems too great, and you wonder, how do I get out from underneath that feeling of it's being overwhelmed? 
And I saw the Lord just come in and give you wisdom. It's like having a game plan. And he's going to help you to take the steps that you need to take so that you not fall prey to that thing of being overwhelmed or oppressed. God is lightening your load for you. And he wants you to know that he sees where you're at. He knows where you're at. And it's not always going to be difficult. Matter of fact, you're going to one day say, life is so good. And he gives me good things. And it's going to minister to people around you, even to the family that you've come from. God is going to use you as a mouthpiece to speak the word of the Lord and to hear what the Spirit is saying for individuals. And it's going to cause a breaking down of some walls that have been there. And it's the wisdom of God flowing through you. So, Lord, I bless her right now. I thank you for her. You're, a, you're smart. Like, you're a smart woman. Very smart. I think, I think you're going to be one that is able to... Have you ever, like, some people will come up with vision, right? I've got this idea. And then some, there's always somebody that says, okay, let's write it down, right? Because when you see it on paper, it's like the prophet said, write the vision down so that when you read it, you can then run with it. I see you writing things down, like writing things down. As you write it down, a plan begins to form. And so you're, you really, there's a, in the Bible, there's a gift called the gift of helps. And I see that resting on you. It's not the only gift that's in you, but you do have the gift of helps. So Lord, I, I stir and charge this daughter of yours right now. In Jesus' name, leadership, leadership, leadership. Through time, it's like God's lifting you into places where you know how to lead. So, Lord, I bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, are you, Chris, you're good. You're really a good man. You are good. All right. Um, the guy here with the beard. <laughs> yep, I, th I don't see any more in here. <laughs> What's your name? What is it? Barry? Barry? Okay, Barry. Um, Barry, I, I began, when I looked at you, seeing like um, instruments in front of you. And there is so much more that God has put on the inside of you that he wants to bring back out. It's like the dust is coming off, and you're going to begin to flow once again. The enemy wanted to stop you up, and he wanted to keep you back. But God says, I'm going to begin to just blow the dust off, and there's going to be a fresh flowing of the Spirit through you. And so I charge you right now with the calling of God on your life. The enemy cannot hold you back. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God, nothing. And the enemy has tried to tell you, you can't do this, you can't, you can't, you can't. And God says, you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I also see the Lord touching like your bones, like into your frame, and there being a re-energizing happening. I take that word for myself as well. Um, a re-energizing is taking place within you. Let the weak say, 
I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. That's what the Bible says. You say, but no, I'm poor. No, I am rich. Why? Because he said, let the poor say. How many know it's what you say? Our words bring death or they bring life. And God is saying, speak life over your body. Speak life over your family. Speak the life of God. There is no weapon formed against you that will prosper. Ha! God says, in every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. You are a servant of God. Well, may God lead you to the right house. Good. Good. Awesome. All right. So this guy right here, what's your name? Alex. All right, Alex. Um, wow. The favor of God is on you, bud. And, um, you know, it's like when you walk into the room, heads turn. And people watch you. And you don't always know who's watching you. But if there's one thing that you do know is that you want to serve the purpose of God in your generation. And you don't want to waste any more time. And you said deep within your heart, I don't want another 10 years to waste. I want to do your will and I want to do all your will right now. And God says, I'm about to rearrange some things in your life. There's some obstacles in front of you that God says are going to begin to be moved away. There's some people that have stopped you up and God says, I'm going to begin to move the people out of the way and I'm going to make a way where it looked like there could be no way. You're going to experience the goodness of God. Remember when the psalmist said, I would have lost hearts in Psalm 27. Except I knew I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And you will see God's goodness in this land right here. That sometimes the enemy has wanted to get your sight somewhere else. And God says it's right here. And the oil is going to begin to flow. It's like you're going to strike oil. Wow, you know what? When somebody strikes oil... I mean, it speaks of prosperity, right? You know why God can entrust more to you? Because you love to give. Like, you take joy in giving. You take pleasure in giving. I've, I've said many times, Lord, I want you to put a lot of money in my hand so that I can bless the kingdom. Just bless and bless and bless and bless and bless and bless. And that's in your heart. But you're also going to strike in the oil of the Spirit. There is a fresh awareness of the Holy Spirit's activity in your life. God's going to awaken you early in the morning. He's going to begin to talk to you. And he's going to give you, it's like these nuggets of truth and exhortation. 
See what he does is he takes the past days. I, I love this because he said, as far as the east is from the west, he cast our sin from us. Well, you can't find it anymore, right? It's like it's gone. It's, it's gone. <laughs> and so we stand as a new creation. He says, if any man, that's us too, ladies, be in Christ. He is a new creation. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. God's doing a new thing in you. Watch out, because you're coming on the scene with a whole new anointing. So Lord, I bless what you're doing in my brother. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Who are you, ma'am? Renee. Okay, Renee. Um, Renee, I see you biting the bullet. Did you ever hear that phrase, bite the bullet? And they used to do that in the old movies um, where the um, if they were like amputating a leg or something, right? I don't know why I thought of that, but <laughs> it's a little extreme. <laughs> but, you know, they would say you bite down on, I can't imagine biting on a bullet. Maybe take a leather strap or something would be better, but we do use that phrase. What it, what it means is you're having to endure some difficulty, and there's some difficult situations around you. I see a lot of chatter, a lot of things being spoken that's not true, and it bothers you because you're a truth. At the, at the core of things, you want the truth, and the enemy has tried to twist things that you've said and tried to make you look like you've done something wrong, but God is saying to you right now, don't worry. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'll take care of your reputation and let me answer for you. Don't say a word, all right? You just don't say a word. Let me deal with the enemy that has come. But here's another thing I've learned. Rejection precedes promotion. When you get rejected, rejoice because promotion is near. So Lord, I bless her. I also see um, Renee. No. Yes, I did it. Oh, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> um, Renee, I see you like um, so strong. And this is going to be kind of a funny picture, and I'm sorry. But I see her with that cattle prod. <laughs> and <laughs> you know who she's using it on. Because you know there's more in him. Right? And as you push him forward, guess what you're doing? You're moving forward. Uh-huh. And so it's not just for him. It's for the both of you. And God has made you a team. He's made you to be a team. One of the things my husband used to say when he married me is he always knew we were a team. And I, I thought, I don't know, because he, he was a pastor, I like sitting in the back row, right? I was content. But he believed in something more in me. You believe there's more in him. You, you two are going to have impact in the community. Yeah. It's like people are going to know who you are and what you do. And there's going to be a gathering to you because of the anointing that's on your lives. And so, you know, you... you you won't be surprised when she pushes you out a little bit. Like, 
Uh -huh. She's doing it now? Good. That's good news. I'm glad. I'm glad. But you know what it is? If you're doing it now, God's telling you it's right. It's right. You don't have to wrestle with it. God's saying it's right. But remember this. As you push him, you're also stepping out. But you are a, you're a strong woman. Like, you can get things done. And it's like, everybody move out the way. We're going to just get it done. It's like, let's not play games here. But this is serious. All right. Good. Good folks. Okay, so the guy, um, you just put your hands through your hair. If only I had hair like that to do that with. I would love it. <laughs> What's your name? Daniel. Okay, Daniel. Um, I see a lot of books in front of you, like books, 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 books. The Lord is wanting to put knowledge in you. And so I see him opening up, like just opening you up, and he's pouring knowledge into you. One of the things that I love um, is that None of us are a self-made person. None of us. We all get to where we're at because of the people around us. And the Bible says, choose your friends wisely. Be very careful who you associate with. Because you become who you hang out with. And so the Lord is bringing you to an understanding that you can just kind of goof off in life all the way through, or you can set your sights on the prize of what God's called you to do. And I'll tell you something you'll never regret saying yes all the way to what God has for you. When God began to speak into my life, I think I shared the other night, I've had, um, oh, it's almost time. I heard it. Okay, you're going to have to do it again, okay? <laughs> I heard that. That's good. When God began to speak into my life, Charity does all kinds of things. She'll get up and walk around the back of the room. She said, you didn't see me? I never see her. You didn't hear me start coughing? Or, you don't know? I didn't hear anything. All right, so when God began to speak into my life that he would put me in certain places, I really, I thought, no, there's no way. But you know what, Daniel? The word of the Lord has been true. And I've walked with people that I look back and I think, how did I happen to be invited to a place to preach to somebody who was playing pro football? How did I get invited to a place and meet people that are on Discovery Television every week. How has God done it? You know how he's done it? I said yes to him, and you walk in obedience. It means sometimes you make the hard choices. God is going to make you to be a man of great means. you got to keep on keeping on. You don't give up in the midst of the fight, and don't allow complacency within you, because there can be a tendency. How many know we can all have a tendency? to just kind of sit back and enjoy the ride, right? But God is putting a charging in your life for the purpose that he has for you. And so arise, shine, your light has come. Let me tell you something else that just came to mind. I don't know why. I don't know you. But remember with David and uh, Samuel wanted to anoint 
Samuel, yes, wanted to anoint Eliab, Jesse's firstborn son. And God said, that's not the man. And one of the things that the scripture says, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And we're all so glad that God looks at the heart. But you have to remember, if you're going for a job, you don't go in with sweatpants on, right? Why? Because man looks at the outward appearance. And so there's something that God is going to do in you where you're going to be able to train others in some very natural, common sense ways of walking through life and not just kind of casually going through life. God is doing a work in your heart. And so, Lord, I, I pray a sealing up of the word of the Lord over this brother right now. I thank you for what you're doing in his life. In Jesus' name, bring him to times, Lord, of promotion in the name of Jesus. All right, real quickly, um, this sister right here in the blue, I, I see the Lord lifting up your head like he's a lifter up of your head. The sister in the orange right here, the Lord has made you to be like a fire starter. Like there is a contagious atmosphere that when you come in it just makes it like electric and God is saying keep on just keep on doing it um the is it Joyce Carol you'll forgive me right yep Carol I love your eyes your eyes are going to bring healing to people it's like you're going to look at them and healing is going to be begin to take place in broken places in their life, and they're going to want to just sit down and have coffee or tea with you, and you're going to minister to many people one-on-one, one-on-one. You're just going to pour your heart out, and healing is going to flow to them. All right, the guy here in the blue shirt, what's your name, bud? Real Josh, uh, Josh, um, you know, one of the things that I love is one time my daughter and I went to check out this meeting room where we were going to hold a meeting, and we ended up walking in with the Washington Wizards. Do you know who they are? The, they're our capital team. Come on. Yes, it's our capital team. So anyways, we walk in, and these guys, I'm, I'm 5'10", <laughs> close, um, and I walked in, and the, I'm looking up at them. Like, I couldn't believe how tall these guys were. And they were bringing us, they were so sweet. They were bringing us over. They had a whole buffet of food, and they invited my daughter and I to come in and eat with them. No one else was being invited in, but we were. God's going to bring invitations to you that not everybody gets. And one thing that you're going to know is God loves you and cares about you. But if I could say one thing, what I said to Elizabeth is also within you. You are a preacher. God is going to put messages deep on the inside of you. Get in the word and eat the word. Read the scriptures. Stay in the Bible. And God is going to bring download after download after download after download after download. And your messages will go out far and near. Lord, I bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. The sister back here with the white shirt, your name real quick. Serena. Serena, uh, Serena you have a gift of compassion. It's like you're not afraid to touch people, even the ones that no one wants to touch. God is giving you that grace and that gift of compassion. And remember, Jesus was moved by compassion and he saw miracles. Miracles are your portion, girl. The girl in the uh, brown, maybe not brown, maybe gold. What's your name, hun? 
Natalie, Natalie books. You're going to write some books, son. There is so much in you of touching the young ones of this generation, even children's books. God's saying, write, just put, begin to put down on paper what's in your heart and it's all going to formulate and there's going to be books that come from you. And you are, my dear. Priscilla, uh, Priscilla, I see you believing in people like you're a cheerleader on the side. You can do it. Keep going. Keep going. I believe in you. And God says there's times you don't believe in yourself, but I'm going to begin to put it on the inside of you and cause ones around you to say, I believe in you. And that thing of rejection is being broken off of your life. God said it cannot have a hold on you. And you are, my dear... Michaela, Michaela, I see you running with the word of God. Like there is a force behind you. When you come in, everybody watch out because you are serious about the anointing in the room. You want everything God has for you. You get good and greedy. As a matter of fact, God is saying, I want you to be greedy and I want you to long for more. And so Lord, I bless her right now in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. Um, this guy here that is it, Steve, Steve, uh, Steve, I see God just flipping some things around a chessboard in front of you and things are going to begin to really make sense and you're going to know you've made the right move. Run with the word of God. God is not done, okay? God is going to continue to speak to us. Uh, Crystal and Serena, I'd like you to come out and just look across the crowd and just speak out whatever it is God is giving you to say to others in the room while Jane and I go and say goodbye to Kathy and we'll come back in. I've got some things as well. So Crystal and Serena, take the microphone. I'll be back in two minutes. Um, give me a second. Um, I can't remember your name. Yes. Lucy. Lucy? Yeah, I, I just feel like you're not, you're, sometimes you feel hidden or in the back, in the background, and you're not to be hidden. Like God is wanting to pull you out, but also he's wanting you to purposely step out. Like you say, take a couple of steps and be like, okay, I'm coming out from the background. I'm coming out from the shadows. Just feel like you're not to be hidden, but sometimes you feel like you're hidden, but it, you need to step out because it's, that's not where you're supposed to be in the background. What's your name right here? Pardon? Monique. Monique. Um, I think the first time that I saw you when I came a few weeks ago, you like, you caught my eye. And I feel like that's something that God's saying about you. You've caught my eye. There's that phrase of the, you're the apple of my eye. And I feel like that's exactly what God thinks of you. There's something that's radiating from you, whether it's joy or peace. Um, I feel like those are very two strong attributes that God has placed inside of you, as well as um, I feel like he's saying, like, you're asking questions. You're asking questions. What about this? What about that? He says, stop. Don't ask these questions, because if you know that I am your God, there's no reason to ask those questions, because I have everything perfectly placed in your life for a reason. And these things that you're walking through, these questions that you're asking, 
they're valid, but it, just trust me. Trust him with those questions. You give, the, you open up your hand. So a lot of times we, we go like this, okay, God, <laughs> take this. I'm willing, I'm ready to surrender. But we're, our hands are still like this. Open up your palm. Release those to God. Release those questions to him. Because if we're holding on like this, we still have, we're still holding it. Let your heart go like this to the Lord. Open those things up. Let those go. Let go and let God. It's a good saying. And just to add to that, when she said, Monique, I heard the word more, mo, more. I just kept hearing the word more, 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 more. And that's what, that's your heart. You do, you, you want more, 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 more. You're showing up and you're going to, you know, your, your hands are open. You're here and you've made changes and, but it's more, more, more. You just want more, 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 more of God, more of the good things, more of the blessings he has for you. And he is bringing that to you. I mean, he's filling you with more and more of him, the re your relationship with him, your relationship with your son. I mean, the more, the more is already happening, but he also has more for you. So keep showing up and keep, keep opening your hands and keep pressing in because the more is happening and it's coming. Okay, I have one more. Alyssa, I know that I live with you, and I know you, but something that has stuck out to me so much in these past few weeks, I'm going to start crying, it's okay, um, is how much you've shown me what a mother's heart is like. You've taught me, and I know a lot of the girls and I have had this conversation, that God is bringing us through a season of family. There's a reason that we've been placed inside of your home to see how you care for your children, how you care for your husband, how you care for family, how you care for the people in your DTS. You have a mother's heart, and God has put that inside of you for a reason because he's, he's growing the people, the young women around you to see what it is to be a mother. From people who have come from hard, maybe not such good mother relationships, it's renewed through you and by you because the Father has put that in you. You're giving us an example of what it is to be a mother, to take care of her children, to be attentive to her husband. You are a Proverbs 31 woman. And just one more thing for Lucy. The other thing that I heard was the last shall be first. You know, everybody was sitting back there and got a word, and then she went to other places. And I remember I looked at you, and I was like, well, what, how come Lucy? And I just heard the last shall be first. Well done, both of you. <laughs> Wasn't that awesome? Uh, just as I stood up, God just said, get Crystal and Serena to carry on. Like, okay. <laughs> because that's the way we want to be around here. We want to be obedient to God. We want to do what God is saying. And uh, I'm just scanning around here because I know I've got something. I'm just not quite sure who it's for, so we'll see. Who else feels like God has given you a word uh, for somebody that's to be given publicly? Let me, set, let me preface it with this. In a few moments, I'm going to give you the opportunity to mix up and go and just say something encouraging or affirming to somebody else in the room. So as you look around the room, just a quick bit of equipping here. As you look around the room, there will be people in the room that for you, God is either shining a light on them or is making them appear to be bigger than the people around them. The sort of the magnifying glass effect. Okay, so as you look around the room, 
look for who is it God wants you to just affirm. And it may just simply be to say, you know, I really see God on you. Oh, but he will show you what to say. You're going to affirm or encourage in a little while. We're going to release you to do that. But before we do that, some of you, I believe, have something on your heart that God has put there for you to speak publicly to someone. Again, it's for edification. <laughs> you know how this goes. <laughs> you know, Josh, I'm, I'm looking at you, and I, I know we talked the other day, and uh, I, I'm struck by you. And I think you seem like just a nice guy, happy-go-lucky guy. But my word for you is, is that the Lord has a design for your life. And your challenge will be to walk out that design. And you know, the, the, the roadmap that God has for us oftentimes is just a minute by minute, moment by moment, day by day kind of thing. And yet, my word for you is to look because the Lord's going to put signs on the road that's ahead of you. And the encouragement to you is that you'll not be getting to look at other things, but you'll keep your antenna up to hear and to see what the Lord designs for you to see. And make no mistake that you're in the right place at the right time. And make no mistake, praise God, that there's a road out in front of you. And that God desires that you see this road and you see the sign and as you walk it out day by day, praise God. And as you do, you'll gain in confidence. And as you do, you'll gain in assurance. And the road and the map that he has for you will become more and more evidence, evident to you. And I say today also that you'll have a place before people. And that you'll just have a grace about you and people will receive what you desire to speak into their lives. Praise God. And you may end up where you don't even expect to be. It may be in this country or maybe in many countries. But you'll end up in spots where you're able to speak into key people's lives in Jesus' name. And the word will be there to give. Praise God. You won't have to search for it. The word will be there to give. You'll just speak it out effortlessly. Praise God. For the Lord desires to use you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm about to go out the door. And I, one more thing to add to that. I'm just going to say it. Your hair's a little bit wild and a little bit untamed. And, but that was the word that I heard for you. You're a little bit wild and a little bit untamed. But that's, not, that's how you were made. And that's how you're supposed to be. A little bit wild and a little bit untamed for God. And then the things that God is calling you to do it might be a little bit wild and you're supposed to be a little bit untamed. Like, let, don't let anybody try to calm you down. Like, that's how you are and that's what you're supposed to be, a little bit wild and a little bit untamed. Well done. Come on, Jamie. So I have a word for, is it Nate? Actually, I think you, were you there Friday night? I think you were sitting on the same row with us. <laughs> so when people start giving prophecy, sometimes... Um, Sorry. Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll start like praying for people around me to get words. And I was just really like, man, I felt like you need, I felt like, like you were to get a word that night and then you didn't. And then this morning I was like, well, he's here so he can get it this morning. And then, you know, sometimes God is so good that, you know, he was 
telling me that, but then he enabled me that I, and then at the end, I was like, wow, I think I have a word for him. And it's <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 12 through 14, and it's in the message version. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. God's decree. I'll turn things around from you. I'll bring you back from all the countries into which I drove you. God's decree. Bring you home to the place from which I sent you off into exile. You can count on it. So I just want to encourage you with that. Um, thanks. Thank you, Jamie. That's wonderful. Gabrielle? Um, the lady with the gray shirt. Um, no, yeah, you. Yeah. What's your name? Michaela. Um, yeah, I mean, the Lord just highlighted you as soon as I sat down when I came in already. Um, but yeah, I felt like um, there's just a great um, confidence and boldness in you. Um, I feel like the Lord shows me that you're a leader, um, that, I mean, you you have a presence about you when you enter the room, and it's kind of like, it's almost kind of like you're the type of mother if you're in a group. Like uh, there's just a leadership type of nurturing, mothering type of uh, uh, gifting within you and, and exhorting, e encouraging, you know, your peers, your brothers and sisters, your friends. Um, um, and I see teaching. I see a gift of teaching. Are you actually planning on being a teacher? Um, yes. Yeah, so when I'm at my past church, I taught like our classes there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Praise the Lord. Um, but yeah, I feel like, uh, I feel like there's more, uh, to the teaching gift for you even. Um, I feel like that there, I feel like you hear the voice of the Lord. I feel like there's a prophetic gift, um, you know, that God wants to, um, expand. And so I feel like he's encouraging you to, um, dig deeper, uh, to search, and 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 um, grab, you know, um, and to meditate on what he's downloading, what he's showing you, what he's speaking. Um, so I just even speak that and release that over you, just for a greater awareness and grace and ability to hear his voice clearly, to discern and distinguish uh, what it's for. He's going to be giving you even words, you know, for people that morning or in a dream that night, you know, to release, to encourage others. Um, but also in general, in your teaching, when you're going to be teaching the word, whether it's through sign language, there's going to be a, a prophetic um, aspect to it, to where it's going to be releasing life and freedom and encouragement. Thank you. Um, what's your name? Yeah. You said Haley? Okay, so when you walked in, like the first thing that I just like felt was like beauty. And I just like looked at you again and I was like, beauty. And it's just like captivating beauty. Like God has created you so perfectly. Like you are his masterpiece. Like he created you with such detail and with such care. And it, like, I just keep looking at you and like beauty. It's all I can see. Like you have this like glowingness about you and like other people I know they can see it too. But like 
I feel like God is telling you, like, you are beautiful. Like, you are perfect. Like, all the way from your head, all the way down to your toes. Like, every detail about you is beautiful. And I just kind of feel like the enemy is trying to tell you lies. But no, like, you are beautiful. Like, anything that you think is a flaw is an imperfection. Every detail on you is perfect. Like, God created you so perfectly. And you are his daughter. Like, you are a masterpiece. He created you with such detail and with such care. And he loves you so much. And I just, that was... I needed to tell you that. Well done. That's good. I'm just going to push a couple of extra people under the bus and then we're all going to mix up and encourage one another. <laughs> um, actually, Laura, um, I know that we um, have been getting to know each other, but from the first time that you all have been coming and attending, um, I remember just watching you and your movement and um, things around the church, and we shared a brief moment, but um, I feel like it's still the same, that because I am yours, you are mine, but it rains a little deeper, and it rains a little truer, and for you to just continue to focus on all of the things that God is going to line up because you are his, because you believe that he is yours. So just continue to push on him and um, seek him first in those things and trust that he is going to continue to line up the things in your life and your heart's desires because you are his. Amen. Carol, I felt like, you know, there's that verse about make the, the way smooth for the Lord, but I feel like the Lord is saying he's making the way smooth for you. He's like smoothing out the rough places, taking all the rocks out of the way so that the, the highway for you and him to walk together is smooth. So wasn't planning to do that one, but I've just got one other person I feel like the Lord's told me to push under the bus and then we'll have everybody do it. Oh. Come on, clap it up, y'all. Yeah. All right. All right, so uh, I felt like Yanni... Um, I feel like God was saying, like, you're going to speak to people through your art. Like, I feel like maybe you don't quite grasp that yet, but you're going to move people through that, and it's going to encourage people. And so I just encourage you to keep doing it. Like, keep showing that power and let God speak through that art and, and through you. And I just encourage that. So. Good job, Josh. Well done. Okay, if you haven't already, take a look around the room and see one person, might be two, it won't be more than two, but see one or two people that you, God wants you to encourage or affirm. Okay, so let's all stand, you go and do that, and then I'm going to call you back for one final thing when you've done it.